Hey, what's up, guys? Um, yeah, welcome to episode three of my depressing shit life. Um, so yeah, the last week I've had was rather depressing. <laughs> um, I may have mentioned it in the last episode. Like, I haven't really done a lot for the past uh seven days. Um, just hit by a wicked bout depression um about nothing really um i can't remember what triggered it but here i am a week later still making excuses not to leave my house like a hero um i suppose in <laughs> like these uh more more turbulent times like not leaving the house is probably a good thing but um, I don't know, like I'm supposed to be losing weight and that's, that's made all the more difficult when I'm at home with access to, um, like apps that get people to deliver food for me. Oh, oh, so I've been living like a queen for the past week. Um, like, I don't know. I, I found I had some money left over that, um, I wasn't expecting. So rather than doing the the responsible thing and uh borrowing it away for a rainy day, um I spent most of it on takeaway. Uh so yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm uh I'm a fat bitch. Um so yeah, I need to like I'm going back to the gym tomorrow. I have a PT session tomorrow, so um yeah, I'm not going to cancel that this week. I don't know. Like I love my PT sessions and I always get messed up in them. Like um I went through a long time like with jiu-jitsu and stuff. Like you um you train your muscles and stuff for resistance. So like I was never I've never been like super small, but, um, since I've been doing my PTs with, um, my instructor Haley, like I, I, I feel stronger. I feel like I can do more. Um, I'm a bit more flexible and I don't know, she just works different muscle groups that my body's not used to. So, um, yeah, that's always nice. Oh, don't. I swear to God. Um, so my microphone's playing up. Um, I've had this issue before. I think it happened on the first episode um, where the audio was just in and out and it kept sounding like I was stepping away from the mic. But I'm not. I'm not. My face is in a constant like state next to the microphone and I'm literally breathing into it. Um which I feel bad for because if you're listening to this, especially on like headphones or something like I, I notice that every time I say an S you get, you get like a really high pitched whistle. Like (laughs) I'm surprised my, uh, my flat's not surrounded by dogs. Like it's crazy. Um, I don't know why it picks up such a hiss either. Like, um, I never really noticed it until I started recording this podcast. 
And now, like, I get, I freak myself out when I'm having conversations with people. And I'm trying not to use S's. Ugh. So, yeah. Um, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like, the week's been up and down. Um, like I said, I haven't done much. I spent most of my time indoors. Um, either playing games or watching movies that I said I would watch. Um, although last episode I did say something along the lines of I'd watch Power Rangers the movie or uh, the the 66 Batman movie um, or Spawn. I was supposed to say, oh, I should have watched that. I should have watched it, but I've watched none of them. Um, because I don't know, like, uh, what I did end up watching, um, was like more of a drama and like, uh, some TV shows and stuff, uh, that I'll get into a bit later, but like, I don't know. It's like when you go to, uh, anything on like Netflix or Amazon and you have like, um, the anxiety of choice, (laughs) where like you're presented with the login screen and then you get like some of the new stuff and stuff that's on your list. And then it's like, Hey, we've also got this library of 150,000 things that you might want to watch. And like, how are you supposed to navigate that minefield? Like, (laughs) uh, I know Netflix has that, um, uh, what is it called? It's like the genius feature that um, Apple has for music. It's like, hey, we've noticed you've watched this and press this button and we'll choose something for you. And I just throw it on. Like, that's pretty cool. But I'd never, I'd never want to leave what I'm going to watch up to something so trivial. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. Like, so yeah, um, I went to watch uh, Spawn, but I wasn't in the mood. I wanted something light and funny, um, which is it's what I normally go for when I'm depressed. Because um, who wants to be serious when you can laugh at something? Oh, I apologise. That was a yawn. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Oh. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Um, it's just late. It's like half twelve. I can't see. I don't have my glasses on. And the time dial is too small and my phone is too far away. Um, so, yeah. Um, another thing I've been doing this week has been playing uh, like video games with my brother. Um, we both bought Dying Light 2, which is... A superb game, a game that I didn't think I would enjoy as much as I am. But I I find that most of my enjoyment comes from playing with my brother. um, Because the game is, it's like any open world game, really. Like, um, I'm, I'm a bit of a twat. You've probably noticed if you've listened to the other two episodes. Um, I'm a bit of a twat and I have, uh, an addictive personality and essentially what that means is um like 
Uh, when it comes to things like uh, drugs and alcohol, I'm predisposed to overindulging. So I overindulge in the things that I enjoy. Um, and I found out that this kind of uh, spills over into other avenues of my life. So like if I find a song that I like, that's the only thing that's going to play <laughs> for like a week. And I don't mean, oh, it's going to be on a playlist with other songs. No, it's just that one song on repeat for a week in my head. <laughs> um, because if I find something I like, I want to listen to it all the time. And when it comes to video games, um, like I slip into a completionist mentality. So um, like I have to collect everything. I have to do everything. Um, I don't want to get like uh, poor endings or bad endings and stuff. So like so much of my life <laughs> becomes dedicated to these other things. Like I start to research story points when I should just fucking enjoy the game, enjoy the story as it comes, you know, but um, nope, <laughs> apparently not. Um, I have to, I have to ruin everything for myself. So like with the story missions, I'll like look ahead and see what the best, see what the best um, choices are that you can make um, for the best like outcome essentially. But it also means that like, especially with sandbox games, uh, you have a lot of people um, like a lot of the games just put in ridiculous collectibles and like things that like your your regular casual gamer won't want to go and collect but here's here's little old me <laughs> like um i remember the original uh, assassin's creed game you had to collect feathers or was it like assassin's creed 2 i think it was both now that i think about it they all have like a collectible item that you have to uh scour the map for so um like I remember wasting hours and hours just like um, pouring through uh, one of the old guides, not even an online guide, like uh, a physical uh, physical book, a guide where I could tick things off like an idiot. Well, not, well, yeah, an idiot. Um, I don't know. Like things like that stress me out. It's why I don't buy big games anymore. Like, um, a few of my friends keep telling me to play like Red Dead Redemption 2 and like I played the first Red Dead Redemption and I completed it and it took over my life so much that I'm reluctant to get into the second one. Um, so when my brother said, do I want to play Dying Light? I was like, Ugh, I don't know. So like I watched a couple videos on it and it looked just like your... Um, it looked like a game that I didn't want to play, to be honest. Um, cause like I prefer over the shoulder third person views when I play games, I it, like for action adventure, at least like if I'm playing a, a shooter, I'd prefer first person. But if it's like, if it's an adventure game where I need to see like where I'm going, what I'm doing, I prefer over the shoulder. And like dying light is an like an action adventure game but it's uh, first person and I, I just find it weird. <laughs> it's so weird, like just having the hands in front of you and stuff. And like, 
uh, I wasn't into Skyrim because of that. I wasn't into like Dishonored. I need to stop saying like. I used to be, I used to be really good at not saying like all the time, but here I am, like, oh fuck, nearly one a.m. and every other word like, uh, yeah, like, uh, you know. I'm not a scouser. I shouldn't say that so much. Um, so yeah, um, my brother can't play Dying Light as much as I can because I don't have the the hefty weight that a wife and three children uh, place on your shoulders. <laughs> um, but like I. I played earlier on and like I'm just running around picking up all the collectibles and stuff so that when we do play I'm not that far ahead of him in the story and like we can still do stuff when we play together so I'm rocking into his game I'm like I've got uh what is it like you have like combat points and parkour points oh parkour and then you have like different uh, bars so you have like your stamina bar and you have your health bar and uh yeah like i'm i'm far beyond what my brother is <laughs> so i just every time i go into his game i just i dick all the zombies out like one hits and he starts to complain that i'm killing everything i'm like i'm helping he's like oh you gotta leave some for me but um I don't know. He doesn't even play properly. <laughs> he throws daggers at everything. They do 10 damage. So I'm swiping away with all of my uh, my weapons and he's trying to get the odd shot off with a dagger. And then and screaming parkour the whole time like a hero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so stupid. I need to stop looking away from the, the microphone. I apologize for that, everybody. I apologise. I hope I can fix it in post. <laughs> um. So what else have I done? Um. Ooh. Like. So, at the beginning of this year, I became a very boring person, and um, I started playing golf. Um. Not like properly, properly. Uh. More. Well, I like driving ranges. I like hitting balls. Not like that. You disgusting. Ugh. But like, I like, um, like the act of like smacking the balls and stuff. So, um, I went to a place called, uh, the Pro Shot Golf Club in, um, it's a place like in Milton Keynes somewhere. And, um, it was really fun. It's like a like a virtual um like golf course essentially. Like you pay you pay by the hour and like uh <laughs> we went around um a par 3 course. So it's like 18 holes, all of them are par 3 and oh, good lord. Uh, I went with uh, one of my friends and <laughs> oh my god. Like, there it is again. There, there it is again. Um, yeah, I, I was struggling so much. Um, I hadn't, I hadn't uh 
gone to the range for like two weeks, so I was a little bit rusty. And before you say, oh, two weeks, that doesn't sound like a lot. Like, I've only been playing since January. So, like, <laughs> that's, um, well, maybe December. Um, but I didn't get my own clubs until, like, the beginning of uh, January. So, um, like, I'm still relatively new. So that period of time without hitting a ball kind of set me back a bit. But, um, no, it was really good. Like... <laughs> I I shot myself in the foot on the second hole. Like the first hole I got par. Um I was really happy with that. I wanted I, I, like you get par on the first hole. You're like, "Yeah, start as you mean to go on. Get par every hole." Like that that's that's a good day for me. But then in the second um second hole I fire off um I fire off the tee and then like God knows what I was doing with my club. Cause like the face went out, the ball goes flying into like the corner and, uh, on this digital display, I just watch as my ball goes flying into like a water feature. So I'm like, Oh, <sighs> and then because I have to set my ball, I have to add like two strokes to that. So it's already like, three strokes and then I had to start back from the tee and then yeah it it was a whole thing I ended up on like plus four on the the second hole and then like it didn't get much better I think I got up to uh plus 11 and no I think I finished on like plus 14 fuck ugh so yeah, 18 holes, uh, I think it was like 54 par, and I got like 75, so yeah, um, I can't aim the ball <laughs> for shit, like I had a couple really good hits, um, like I'm fine, I'm like getting into my groove of like my, uh, my eight iron, and I got to use my sand wedge for the first time. That was really cool. Like, um, oh, I feel like I'm being boring talking about golf. I told you my life's depressing and shit. This is what I do with my time. <laughs> I play golf. Ugh. And then, like yesterday, I went to the driving range with my brother because, um, like, where I normally train jujitsu, he normally trains um, Muay Thai. But his partner hasn't shown up for the past few weeks because they got COVID. So he hasn't really been able to train because he doesn't want to get a partner that he doesn't meld with. And I think he's he's a bit sad as well. So it's um like he's not been in a good place. So I wanted to get him out of the house. So we went to the driving range and like he'd never hit a ball before. And like, oh, my God. What I did notice is how much of a snob <laughs> I've become about golf, even though I know absolutely nothing. Like watching my brother try to, uh, like, just drive off the tee with, uh, I think he was using a, um, like a like a six iron, and like he wasn't getting anywhere near it. He was hitting it, and like just, oh. 
it was more how he was like he had his like elbows in and he was just swinging with his wrists it really like it really hurt my feelings <laughs> um and I'm trying to tell him no 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 keep your arms straight swing from the hips he's like no no we don't do that here and then he started swinging one-handed and he tried to do a run-up so that he could happy Gilmore it I told him that you're not allowed to do that <laughs> we'll get kicked out so um we didn't get kicked out uh we had a good evening it was fun it was good fun um and yeah like that's kind of it's kind of been my week like it's not been exciting at all oh i remember what made me sad now i talked about it in the last podcast that fucking section 28 thing ugh yeah at the minute i'm writing uh the fourth article no the third article for that series uh which is about bisexuals um fun 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 um like the oft overlooked letter um although like at the minute i think like that argument could be made for lesbians and bisexuals like it feels like any any identity where there is cis women like kind of gets overlooked due to like the inherent misogyny in society and it's it's not right it's not fair (laughs) (laughs) such a good sound look I, i didn't mean it about those two communities it was just I don't know, I bum myself out talking about stuff like this because it means quite a lot to me. And um, it just extends my depression. And like normally my depression ends with like a deep clean of my flat because normally I let it get into a a complete state and then I'm living in, um, I don't know, like if you've ever seen an episode of Hoarders, it feels like that's how I'm living where like I'm kicking rubbish and stuff away from my my path like as I go through different rooms in my house um but like that hasn't happened this time like I've been quite good at staying on top of my mess I don't even have dishes I'm washing up as I go who the fuck am I who am I I don't know I'd like to think that I'm becoming a better person but I don't know I'm pretty sure I'm not (laughs) and (laughs) If I am, I'm going to put a pin in that real quick Um, because I'm already a decent person. I don't need to change. Um, What else happened this week? Ooh. Right, so two things. Um, I have my lovely soundboard and at the moment my soundboard has eight sounds on it and I've had to take things off to replace the stuff So like in episode one, I had different sounds than episode two. And uh, yeah, I recently found out that the eight pads on my soundboard can um, be interchangeable. So I can have uh, 16, no, 32. I can have 32 different sounds on my pad. I just need to um, figure out what those sounds are. 
So um, I want to get like, I want to add a bit more structure to the podcast because I feel like I just ramble and I don't like that. Um, I don't know why you tune in. <laughs> um, and I don't know if this is something that you enjoy, just me finding a stream of consciousness and just letting it pour out of my poor mouth. Um, but like, I'd like to do a little bit more than that. Like I've already got like the, um, the pop culture thing, pop culture corner. I don't know. I need to find a better, a better name for it where I just talk about shit, stupid movies that I've watched this week (laughs) and then give you my take on them. Um, that's weird as well. Cause I listened back to the last like couple episodes and, um, when I have spoke about like movies and stuff, like I, I don't like giving away spoilers and especially if it's something that um, after I've spoken about, someone might want to go away and watch it themselves. So I don't want to give everything away. Um, so I, I feel like the reviews, it's not even a review. It's just kind of a commentary on the things that I enjoyed and why I didn't. So um yeah, I, I think I need to find a better, um, a better sense of what that is. Um, I'm going to try to do that with today's movie. <laughs> um, but also I want to like, like I was saying, I want to kind of map out, uh, some sections for things that I want to do. Cause the whole, I talk about being depressed and having a shit life. And I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to at the minute. So um, what I think I might start doing is having a look on like Reddit forums and other places just to see if I can find like people reaching out and asking questions and then maybe like building a response or just, looking for interesting things. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to have a thought. Um, I also want to make some jingles. Like I haven't really played with garage band before and that's what I'm fil- uh, filming. No, it's what I'm recording on. Um, so I made the intro, which is also the outro to this in garage band. So I think I might start making some jingles to go for the, like the different sections, just so it's not all one big like stream of consciousness. Cause I feel like that's not good. And as much as I enjoy my soundboard, I haven't really used it this time. Like how, how? hour in nearly so I think I'm gonna get on to my pop culture corner um if you have a better name please send it um I do have like an email for this podcast and it's my depressing shit life at gmail.com so if you do listen to it and you want to get in touch like drop me a line um so yeah let's let's talk about pop culture a little bit transformers um so 
like I said, I didn't watch any of the films that I said that I would last week. Um, instead, I watched a movie that I completely forgot I have. Um, like, like most people, I downsized my uh, DVD collection a few years ago now. So I only have the things that um, I really enjoyed and things that I couldn't find anywhere else. So like I'm, I'm one of those plebs that still buys DVDs when uh, I can't find something on uh, one of the streaming services that I, I subscribe to. Um, so yeah, like this week I watched a movie called Red Belt and uh, it's really interesting. Like I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, and it stars, uh, oh my God, I'm going to get his name wrong. Uh, Chetwell Ajetifor. I think that's his name. The guy from 12 Years a Slave, who also plays Baron Mordo in the Doctor Strange movies, which I will talk about in a little bit. Um, but yeah, this movie's actually fucking fire. <laughs> Sorry, I was a bit slow off the mark then. I should have... I'm surprised I'm not, like, all over this. My My mind's a bit gone today. Um, but one thing, (laughs) one thing I will say, um, that I wasn't really expecting when I turned this movie on this afternoon was, um, it stars one Tim Allen. I know I had to fucking double take, um, when I saw him. Um, so yeah, that was really weird. Um, and it's got like, um, essentially like the movie is about this, uh, Brazilian jujitsu teacher and how he gets mixed up with, um, like this, uh, movie star who is, his name's Chet, Chet Frank, um, played by Tim Allen. And, um, it's like, he ends up saving... Tim Allen from a bar fight. <laughs> and believe it or not, he say like he's in a bar fight with um oh what's his name? Uh Jake Johnson. You know, Jake Johnson. What you don't you know his face. He's in um New Girl, he's in Jurassic World. He's in, what else? He plays the voice of uh, Peter Parker, the older one, in uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Um, I really like Jake Johnson. He's he's a great actor. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, he doesn't even play the, the part for laughs in this movie. He's literally there as someone who's supposed to be threatening, which I found very funny. Um <laughs> He's a stinky boy, stinky boy, because he can't fight, and he's trying to—he's—he's he's trying to be a tough ruffian. Um, <laughs> he's a ruffian. No, he's not. Um. So anyway, um, I feel bad doing this, and I apologize. Um, <laughs> Chet, well, if you're if you're listening to this. I apologize <laughs> in the uh, 
the really, really off chance that you might be listening. But I'm going to refer to him by um, his name from the movie, which was Mike. Um, so I'm not butchering his name, this whole fucking review slash commentary. But like, he plays a, a black belt jiu-jitsu instructor who's uh, just trying to like get by. Um, he has a wife who is a fashion designer. Um, she's played by, what's her name? Alice, Alice Braga. Um, she was in like Elysium. Was she in Suicide Squad as well? I think she was in the latest Suicide Squad. Yeah, of course she was. She was the, um, the rebel leader. Anyway, she's a great actress. I really like her. Um, so those two trying to run a jiu-jitsu business, not a lot of money in jiu-jitsu, even if uh, you do compete. But um, Mike, he lives by a certain code and he doesn't fight to compete because competing isn't real fighting. Um, and it goes out, like they go out of their way to make him seem a bit holier than now. Um, but like, you're supposed to be impressed if that makes sense, like he's a man of principles and he doesn't believe in like competition jujitsu or something. I don't know. Um, so yeah, it's all about how he saves Tim Allen. Uh, they become friendly and, um, yeah, stuff happens. You get, might get screwed like big fucking time. His wife gets screwed. They end up owing a lot of money to a loan shark. And uh, like there's like a B plot all the way through this movie where there's this uh, MMA um, tournament happening or supposed to happen. And um, oh, that was a little burp. Not sure if you heard it. Why can't I not laugh at that? Um, but yeah, like they they have this uh, this mixed martial arts tournament. It's really weird. Uh, the rules are off, like and like something happens in the movie where the organizers steal um, like Mike's thing that he's been doing in his gym for for years uh, to like kind of simulate uh, uh, more realistic sparring scenarios. So rather than just having uh, two people sparring like you would normally in jiu-jitsu, uh, both people uh, put their hand in a cup. And they have to pick out one of three pebbles. The pebbles can be white or black. If you get white, it's a pass. If you get black, it's um, like a handicap that you're that's applied to you. And that can be either your hand one hand tied bar tied down two hands tied together or you're blindfolded which is a weird one because well actually no in MMA I can understand it a bit more in jiu-jitsu not so much because you're you're mostly engaged with your partner so uh I know like for me personally when I when I roll um I've got my eyes closed most of the time anyway because I um I like to feel more than see. There's not really a lot you can see when you're doing stuff. Um, 
unless you're like playing a specific guard and you need to look for certain things. Um, but yeah, um, so they steal that and Mike's upset and he ends up having to compete in this tournament because his wife goes into debt over all this stuff that Tim Allen's done. I know fucking Tim. Like in real life, in real life, as well as uh, in this movie, Tim Allen is a bit of a bastard. He's a, yeah, like the best thing he's ever done. And I'll never take that away from him. No one can, but he's a bit of a dickhead. (laughs) Um, so yeah, again, like Mike finds out that all the fights are rigged. Ooh, spoiler, sorry. Um, so on principle, he doesn't want to compete and like he's told by the organizers, oh, your thing was rigged so that you would win every time you were going to win anyway. Um, like this would have just made it like better. And like, because he's a man of principle, he feels like he has to tell the, uh, the organizer because it's the, um, I don't know, like Randy Couture is in this movie and he plays the guy who's like the face of the brand of the MMA show. So like you've got Mike running out to, to snitch on all these people. And like, it's crazy because for a good while he's backstage with no, where no one else has access and no one else will see what happens. And he's in this room full of people who don't want this information to get out. So like, why did none of them like shoot him or tase him? I don't know. Why didn't they dogpile on him? Cause like it did that really weird thing that they do in movies all the time where like, He's walking forward. People are coming at him to stop him from getting closer to the stage to blow it all up. And um, yeah, like rather than just like three people coming at once and just subduing him, which would happen in every scenario, everyone goes one on one and uh, they all get fucking laid out because he's he's pretty special, this Mike guy. And um uh, it's so weird. Like, um, the Machados are in it as well. Uh, they're, a, a relatively prominent Brazilian jiu-jitsu family. Um, so like, uh, Jean-Jacques was, a consultant, I believe. And which brother, which, which brother, give me two seconds. I'm going to look up which brother is the actual, yeah, John. Oh, John Machado. Huh. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, of course. Ed O'Neill's in it as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he's in, he's got like a blink and you'll miss it cameo. Um, oh, the dad from Marriage of Children just walking up. Hey, I've got to talk to you about that thing. And then just disappears. Like, <laughs> they set up this whole thing and it's, he's just there for a second it's hilarious um anyway john machado plays mike's sister's brother and like the whole point of this mma thing is he was going to lose the first fight and then they were going to 
arrange a rematch because apparently the money's in the rematch. I'm pretty sure that's not how it works, but what are you going to do? What you're going to do? Um. Anyway, he's he's at the entrance waiting to go out for his big fight, which is strange because Mike was on the undercard and when he left, there was like no time really had passed between him not turning up for his fight and this other fight starting and like that fight hadn't ended. So I don't know why he was waiting on the waiting on the sidelines to go in like he probably had like three or four fights before him um i don't know i don't know how it was supposed to work just felt weird anyway uh not only was uh john fighting that he was fighting this uh this guy who who looked like he was a stand a stand-in for sakuraba um and like he brought this special belt that was worth like two hundred and fifty thousand, and uh, he put that on the line against John, because like, it's a matter of honor. He's a samurai. Um, and John brought up his father from Brazil, who is uh, I know he is someone from Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but I can't place a name on the old guy, but he's the titular red belt. So he has like a, a red belt. Red belt in jiu-jitsu is uh, like top tier uh, a belt. Like it's not even just like a, I don't know. I think 10th degree black belt, then into, then into red belt. But I think it goes red, white first. Oh, now I'm going to have to look this up as well. Fucking hell. I never, like, I'm never getting to, to that level. So, uh, <laughs> um, it's never been something I've worried about. But now, now that I'm talking about it, now I'm fucking talking about it. Right, so. Right, seven, sixth degree black belt is the last, like, solid black belt. Then it goes into black and red at seventh. Eighth is black and red also. Ninth is red. Huh. Why has Mauricio got red and white then? How very queer. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, Mike fights this dude. And, like, they use this... The funny... The thing that I found funniest about the fight is like uh, they use the same footage for um, like Mike taking a shot into his brother to take him down. Uh, they use the same footage three times. It's hilarious. And like every time they show like this stupid setup where um, before Mike takes his, uh, what's it called? His advancing step in, he throws his hands up in the air as like a distraction. <laughs> and like, I could understand if you wanted them to, if you wanted to have like a takedown in there three times um, and you recorded three different ones. But the fact that they kept a little hand wavy thing in at the beginning, it's like a dead giveaway using the same footage. It's hilarious. Um, But yeah, despite this John Machado, like training all his life, I suppose. Another weird thing, actually, um, Mike 
is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and he has one of the most tattered belts I've ever come to see. And um, no stripes. So, like, that would indicate that he's still within his first, like, two or three years of black belt, which is odd because the, the film makes him out to be so much more. Um, his brother-in-law... Brother, <laughs> you know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> He's fighting his brother. His brother is a. Uh, he's got a second degree on his black belt. His black belt's nowhere near as tattered as Mike's. It's crazy. So um, I want to know how we got his belt so tattered. Like I've had, um, I've had the same blue belt for five years and my belt's not that tattered and they're made out of the same materials it's just a different color so where where'd all the tatter come from mike where'd it come from if everyone can go to uh twitter and fucking at chetwell and just be like hey hey guy why was your belt so worn my guy come on hey hey my guy um, or maybe a message David Mamet he wrote and directed the movie um, uh, where was I oh yeah um, anyway when they fight like according to their belt level there's a disparity in skill but Mike comes out on top and for no reason like they're in the middle of an MMA show let me put that like out there in the middle of the show um, because two people were fighting and one of them was competitors, like Randy Couture ushers like a couple camera guys down and the whole crowd like starts watching their little fight and stuff. But like when Mike eventually wins, he hands this special belt to Mike and it's like, okay, cool, cool, uh, fine. And Mike like hobbles his way down to the ring so that he can blow up this whole um like rigged matches thing and uh just as he gets into the ring like john's dad this uh brazilian jiu-jitsu grandmaster who has uh according to the canon of this movie the only red belt in existence there's only one um he hands it to mike and i'm like whoa hang on this guy's not been a black belt for more than two years and you're handing him this thing that takes like 20 years to get come on now come on now you need to be a black belt for like 20 between 20 and 25 years to get your red belt and it feels like they're not taking it seriously in this movie it's very odd (laughs) i just caught myself breathing into the mic i apologize for that you can have that though <laughs> anyway so that's red belt um like with regards to acting and like action in this action scenes and like portraying brazilian jiu-jitsu in a movie like it does a really good job and like i would never try to disparage like the movie of what it's actually accomplished because i as someone who practices this art, like I, I can be a bit anal when it comes to like fight scenes in movies. 
and like I see people grappling and like you know that what they're doing isn't wouldn't be effective essentially <sighs> fucking hell I'm a fucking dude bro just guys being dudes um so yeah it was nice to see that they'd actually taken well the fact that they had like Randy Couture and uh, Jean-Jacques Mercado and his brother and like a few other like fighting people from fight backgrounds in the movie was um was really good like I I really enjoyed the movie um and like especially compared to the movies that I uh spoke about before like the action was so dissimilar uh but that's because it was mainly focused on like grappling and stuff but like it didn't feel cartoonish like the other ones did like there's a a a deeper level of realism to it so i quite enjoyed that um so yeah if you ever have the chance uh red belt on dvd i've tried finding it on amazon and netflix and most places where you can find movies on a streaming service and it's not there. So um, again, it's one of those ones you need a DVD for. Um, I feel like I'm flexing on you all with my DVDs. <laughs> That's all I've watched so far. Um, so yeah, I haven't watched a second movie. I'm not going to talk about a second one. We're 50 minutes in. What I will like, I, I do want to talk about... Um, the trailer for the new Doctor Strange movie, though, because, oh, my God. Like, you know when you're not expecting something and something wondrous just falls on your lap? That's what um, this trailer was for me. Like, um, my brother and I went to see Spider-Man No Way Home uh, the day it came out and loved it like everyone else did. It's probably one of the best... uh, it's definitely the best Marvel film, but it's it's a great standalone movie as well. Like there's so much uh heart in the movie. It's it's difficult to deny like how great it is. Um and if you don't agree, fucking fight me. I'm gonna dox myself. I'll give you my name and address. Well, you've already got my name. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Now that I've now that I've thrown that out there, um, <laughs> oh, so yeah, this this trailer came out at the perfect time. I was in a bit of a slump, and uh, I saw, um, like I've been watching uh, a whole load of videos on YouTube, and like. I exited out to my homepage and it was like the first thing on there. I was like, fuck, they've released a new trailer. And oh my sweet Jesus, it looks so fucking good. So good. Oh my God. Ah, right. I need to get sound bites for my... I'm just making a note so that I can get these sounds. I'm so sorry. (laughs) don't worry I don't have the Rona and if I did you couldn't catch it or maybe you can maybe that's that's the next variant after Omicron you catch it through the radio waves 
It feels like that's like that's something they're gonna bring out soon anyway. Anyway, Doctor Strange, fuck. Like there's so much cool stuff that's happened in that um that trailer. Like from just expounding a bit more on what was in the the teaser that was at the end of Spider Man No Way Home. That's where I was going with that <laughs> that line of thought. When I was like, me and my brother went to see Spider-Man. Um, so the trailer at the end of Spider-Man was uh, superb. It was well worth waiting around like the 15 minutes afterwards because that's how long um, it takes to go through all of the people who made these movies. Um, but like the additions, oh my word. <sighs> like... The introduction of the Marvel version of the Illuminati, and like it definitely has to be that. Um, and the implications of that are quite severe. I say severe, like they're very impactful. And like, I, I've again, because I'm a fucking nerd, um, I, I follow all of these uh, YouTube channels where they like dissect videos and they go into like the lore behind them and stuff. And like a lot of the stuff like I read about as I was growing up, but it's really cool just to see how they tie everything like to the trailers and stuff. And like the Illuminati is one of these things that's like really interesting because it's like, I'm surprised they put it in the trailer because like, Oh, stop saying like. Fucking hell. So, I don't know why they obscured his head and face because I know what Patrick Stewart sounds like. He sounds like Commander Bullock from American Dad and he'll never not be <laughs> Commander Bullock from American Dad to me. Um. So... We know that he's the one that's, uh, like, adjudicating this, like, faux trial that um, Strange is in. And I'm really interested to see who's filling up these other seats. Because, obviously, everyone's jumping to, uh, like, Reed Richards, um, which would make sense because they've they've already promised like a fantastic four movie in the next three or four years. Um, I'm curious to see if they have like a few of the other characters that they've been, um, like kind of hinting at like, and also like, uh, Oh, was he in the inhumans like black bolt? He's supposed to be part of the Illuminati be really interesting if they brought that character back from the TV show that bombed. Um, <laughs> it was fucking awful. Um, but like Namor as well, he's been hinted at heavily. And I'm pretty sure that um, like the next Black Panther movie is about like them going to war with Atlantis. So I'm really interested to see where this movie goes and like, there are a few theories going on around it too. Like my favorite one is like, oh, stop saying like, um, so at the moment 
with the Marvel Universe, um, like the common conception is that we're viewing uh, Universe 616, which is like the base Marvel Universe from the comics. And like with the House of M storyline, um, like that ends with the Scarlet Witch essentially eradicating mutants from that timeline completely. And I think that um, the universe that we're seeing is actually a post House of M like universe where mutants haven't existed because they were taken away by Wanda. And this is going to be their introduction back into the universe. And it's going to be really, really interesting to see how everything kind of unfolds. But like just other cameos I'm I'm really excited about as well because like Deadpool's going to turn up. I'm pretty sure they're going to get, um, oh, not Michael Masden. He's from Pulp Fiction. Um, James Marsden from uh, like the original X-Men movies. He was Cyclops. And I think Hugh Jackman might appear. I'm not entirely sure. I, what I would really like and what would really be a massive mindfuck for the whole law would be if they brought back Michael B. Jordan as the human torch. I know he's going to be in the second Black Panther movie. He has like a function in that movie, but I don't know if he's going to be Killmonger. And what I would love to see is then bring him back as the human torch. Cause he was like literally the only good thing in that <laughs> Fantastic Four movie. So it'd be really cool to have him back in that role. Um, but yeah. Um, again, I've been talking for a, an hour now. This is crazy. Um, I can't remember a lot of what I've said, but I hope it's been entertaining enough, engaging enough. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for getting this far. Uh, I never really know how to sign off these things. So, um, yeah, if you if you like the content so far, like, comment, subscribe, all of that good stuff. Um, again, the email for the the podcast is uh, mydepressingshitlife at gmail.com. If you've got any, um, I don't know, if you've got any questions or any... Uh, what I'd like to do is like an advice corner, like an agony aunt. <laughs> that would be fun. Um, maybe one day if I get an audience, I can I can implement something like that. But um, yeah, send me an email. If there's anything you want to want me to talk about, if there's anything that you think I should like bring to the podcast, let's do that. Until then, thanks for listening. I fucking love you. Uh, bye.